Everyone lost in last night's election, but the biggest losers of all were the conservatives. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I uh, hope you enjoyed our coverage and our show that we did last night. We had a live election show. We were live for about five hours up until around one o'clock in the morning, and we had a great time. It was a great show. It was hosted by myself, uh, True North senior correspondent Andrew Lawton, as well as True North in-house pollster Hamish Marshall. We were there for uh, the entire night. We had our sort of raw reaction to the news as it came in. We were calling the seats. We talked about every part of the country, every riding, uh, really looked in depth at the Trudeau campaign, at the Aaron O'Toole campaign, and sort of broke it all down. We had Sue Ann Levy in Oshawa and our own Harrison Faulkner out in Saskatoon. We also were joined by some wonderful, spectacular guests. So we had uh, Andrew Shear, former leader of the Conservative Party from the 2019 election. We're joined by Danielle Smith, former leader of the Wild Rose Party out in Alberta and someone who's still very much involved in the political scene. Out there, we had JJ McCullough, the popular uh, YouTuber and columnist with the Washington Post, come and join us. We had a lot of fun. It was a great broadcast and just really enjoyed it. We had a, a new format that we're trying out using so I could actually see all of the comments as we're coming in on social media, on Facebook and YouTube. So it was just, it was really fun. It was great to connect with our audience that way. And we uh, really appreciate everyone who tuned in. If you want to go check that out, you can find it over on YouTube or on Facebook. But like I said in the intro, look, I think that the obvious loser in last night's election was Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau made an absolute mockery and fool of himself. The entire purpose of this election was one reason and one reason alone, and that was so that Justin Trudeau could try to get a bigger share of the pie. He wanted a bigger share of the pie. He wanted his majority government. He wanted unmitigated power to do exactly what he wants to do. He didn't want to have to bother with the hassle of working with the NDP and the bloc, even though the NDP and the bloc were incredibly supportive of his left-wing agenda. So Trudeau didn't have a very good reason to call the election in the first place, other than the fact that he wanted more power. He lost. He did not get that power. He didn't get the outcome that he wanted, which was a majority government. If he were an honorable person, if he had any decency, he would resign. He would look in the mirror. He would look at his party. He would look at Canadians and say, I forced this unnecessary $600 million election. I created all this division in the country. I pushed on these wedge issues. I bribed the media with more money, more taxpayer money. I demonized people who uh, protest against lockdowns and vaccines. Um, I divide the country. Trudeau is to blame. Trudeau is terrible. And again, if he had any sense of decency, he would resign and he would not be prime minister. But of course, that's not true. Of course, Justin Trudeau doesn't have any decency. He doesn't have any honor. And therefore, he twisted it and spun it in his uh, victory speech last night, saying that he had he was given a mandate, saying that it's clear, saying that he won, and basically acting as though he had just won a majority government, even though he hadn't. It was absolutely despicable. Justin Trudeau is a big, big loser of the night, and Canadians are worse off this morning because of it. But as I said in my intro, I think that the Conservatives are the big losers. The Conservatives are the big losers, and I will spend this show explaining why. Look, when it comes to Aaron O'Toole, I'll just be completely frank. He comes from the opposite side of the Conservative movement and party than me. I like to see a Conservative who is strong in principles, strong in their values, unapologetic, 
willing to defend conservatism, willing to live their values and have a distinct difference between the liberals and the conservatives. That's just the kind of conservative that I am. I think that typically in the party, those people, people like me, are described as true blue, people who really believe in conservatism, really believe in things like a smaller government, a traditional role for families, strong families, and a strong economy. And those things come first. And when it comes to the culture wars, yes, they're willing to defend, defend Canada, defend the West, defend our pipelines and our energy industry and defend Canada, not be apologetic, not pretend to be something that you're not, not buy into the sort of woke media landscape and the narrative that is pushed that you have to repeat these woke lines that are being shoved down our throat by a radical fringe left. I believe that a conservative should stand up against those things, that they should be strong and firm. So look, Aaron O'Toole is not exactly my cup of tea, but here at True North, I try to give him uh, the benefit of the doubt and to cover him with an open mind. So I wasn't overly critical of him during the campaign, even though there were a lot of things that he did that I severely disagreed with. And that's because, look, he has a, a, a different, he comes from a different side of the movement than me, and he had a different strategy. The whole idea was that he was going to run as a moderate, run as a centrist, sort of try to court people in the middle. So he basically ditched the entire social conservative wing of the party. He wasn't really willing to take on any of the cultural war, uh, cultural battles um, that are happening in our country right now. He pretty much stayed silent on all of them. At one point, he did say that he would raise the flag to full staff. Uh, that should be obvious that that's, yes, that's good. And it was good to see him do that. I would have liked to see a lot more um, of that from him. But regardless, he 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 cut the social conservatives out of the party, didn't let uh, someone like Pierre Lemieux even run in the first place. Uh, when it came to the vaccine passports, the same kind of thing. A conservative should stand strongly against that kind of huge overreach and growth in government. The government should not be given that kind of responsibility over our lives. We shouldn't entrust the government to oversee something like that. A conservative needs to stand against that kind of thing. O'Toole didn't. Okay, fine. It was his strategy. His strategy was that he was going to sort of mirror Trudeau on that wedge issue so he didn't lose the campaign over. Fair enough. When it came to the sort of, again, more libertarian issues, he, he didn't make any effort whatsoever um, to appeal to the anti-lockdown crowd. He sort of just let those people go to Maxime Bernier, let Maxime Bernier really own that issue. And by the end of the campaign, we had sort of conservatives angrily saying a vote for Maxime Bernier is a vote for Justin Trudeau, as if that was going to make the difference, and as if they owned those votes, that it was mandatory that if you're a libertarian, you must vote for the Conservative Party, uh, even though the Conservatives weren't offering anything to try to appeal to libertarians, appeal to even conservative sensibilities on limited government and putting freedom first. So again, disappointing to see those two things happen. But the reason I was willing to entertain it is the idea that perhaps Aaron O'Toole had tapped into the strategy that he was going to run as a red Tory, he was going to run as a centrist, he was going to appeal to all of these people in the middle who vote liberal, but maybe they were disaffected with Justin Trudeau and they had nowhere else to go because all of the other parties uh, are fringe and far left. So that was a strategy, kept an open mind. And I think that the results last night speak for themselves. Aaron O'Toole's strategy did not work. It did did not work. He did not make any inroads in Toronto. In fact, he lost several seats in the 905 that the Conservatives had won under Andrew Scheer. So Andrew Scheer, open socially conservative, Catholic guy, family guy, didn't apologize for his conservative values. He, Andrew Scheer stood strongly against UN overreach. He, he 
maintained his conservative principles. And yes, I wish there, there were some areas where he was even more strong and would push back even more like the Paris Declaration. Uh, but regardless, in, in, in comparison, Andrew Scheer seems like a much, much more conservative candidate than Aaron O'Toole. So, so the idea that Aaron, Aaron O'Toole didn't even gain seats in Toronto. He didn't even win the 905, the suburban belt around Toronto that it seemed like his entire campaign was geared toward. But not just that, the Conservatives got decimated in the lower mainland in British Columbia. They basically, from our analysis and what Hamish Marshall was saying last night, they lost the Chinese vote. The ethnic um, inroads that, that had been made under Harper uh, are continuing to, to fade away. So you're losing the vote of new Canadians. And so at this point, you have to stop and say, wait a minute, what was it all for? Aaron O'Toole ran a campaign where he basically threw the conservatives and his party under the bus. He shunned social conservatives. He shunned freedom-loving libertarians. He ran as a centrist. He ran basically as a liberal light candidate, and he didn't even make the inroads that he needed. It seemed like his entire campaign was geared towards appeasing the media and trying to appeal to people who, let me be frank, are never going to vote for conservatives. You're never going to win over these people, no matter how much you try to act like Justin Trudeau. You cannot out Trudeau Justin Trudeau. And this is an incredible failure of judgment and failure of strategy. And I think that there needs to be a reckoning with Aaron O'Toole as the leader of the Conservative Party within the Conservative movement, because his strategy didn't pan out. It didn't work. He didn't win. Instead, he alienated the entire Conservative base, including people who trusted him that he was going to run. He Remember, he ran as a true blue. He said that throughout his leadership campaign, the, the options for leadership of the party were Peter McKay, who was a known red Tory, and Aaron O'Toole. And the idea of why so many people threw their support behind Aaron O'Toole was because they believed that he was the more conservative option. It turned out that that wasn't the case. And this became evident throughout the campaign. I want to read a post that Aaron O'Toole um, put on his Facebook in the final days of the campaign because I think it's just incredibly telling of the kind of strategy that he had, the kind of campaign he led, and the kind of man that he is. So let me read this right here. I want to talk to the many Canadians who are tuning into this election, and maybe, hopefully, looking at the Conservatives for the first time. I know some of you are hesitant because of things you may have heard or impressions that are a little out of date. I know that you may not hear all that much from Conservative politicians. I understand that for years you've been let down by the Liberals. Okay, so far, so good. I guess he's trying to talk to people who don't typically vote uh, for Conservatives. So let's uh, see what he has to say here. He says, but really, if we're being honest, you've been let down by parties of all stripes, mine included. I just want to say upfront that I know my party has ground to make up. And so I'm here to listen to you. I want to know your thoughts, hopes, fears, and dreams. And I hope when Monday rolls around, even if you're a little uncertain about your vote, you'll look at Canada's conservatives a little differently a little differently. So basically what he's saying here is he's apologizing for the conservatives in his party. He's apologizing for the conservative positions his party has taken in the past. And he wants you to know that under his watch, the conservatives are different. Okay, so let's continue reading. From the first day of my leadership, my priority has been to build a conservative movement where every Canadian feels at home, inclusive, diverse, forward-looking, socially progressive, and worker-friendly. As you look ahead to voting this election, I ask for your support. Okay, so we have all the left-wing buzzwords that he's included there. He wants he wants you to know that the Conservative 
party is now diverse and focused on diversity and inclusion, which we know is sort of left-wing academic buzzword. Look, the Conservative Party has always been diverse. Ever since I first went to a Conservative uh, Party event, which was probably about 15 years ago in Vancouver, the first thing you notice uh, about the room is that it's diverse. There's people of all backgrounds, all walks of life, all ethnicities. Uh, we were talking about this last night, that the whole idea that um, conservatives are, are in, innately uh, homophobic or anti-gay is just obviously untrue. If you get if you work in conservative politics or you're around conservative uh, politics, you recognize very quickly that there are a lot of people who uh, are gay in the conservative movement, a lot of people who identify as LGBTQ, a lot of people uh, from different walks of life again. So the idea that, that conservatives oppose that has always been nonsense, always been a media lie. But again, here, Aaron O'Toole is repeating it and basically cementing those negative uh, left-wing media stereotypes about conservatives, admitting that they're true and promising and pledging uh, to be better. So here he says he wants to be forward-looking, socially progressive and left-wing. So again, he's applying that he wants to be forward-looking, which implies that the former Conservative Party was, what, backwards-looking? He wants to be socially progressive, which means socially left-wing. It means woke. So why is Aaron O'Toole pledging to be woke in the final week of the campaign? If you're a Conservative in this party who has long voted Conservative, who has been loyal to the party, and you see something like that, you read something like that, that was the focus of his campaign in the final week. He was giving speeches to that end. That was what he was talking about, apologizing for the Conservative Party, saying that the past, they were wrong, and he wants to move it in a more left wing direction. Well, I've got news for you, Aaron O'Toole. When you talk like that, when you campaign like that, when you say those kind of things, when you run on a campaign trying to please the media, trying to please the left and to get those people to win over, what you're really doing is you're throwing your own base under the bus. You're making conservatives who have long supported and voted for your party feel like you don't want them and that you're ashamed of them and that you are basically apologizing for them. So look, Aaron O'Toole didn't do what he said he was going to do. He didn't make the inroads that he was hoping to. He didn't make the progress that he wanted. Instead, he alienated his base. He didn't pick up seats and make the ground by picking up those moderate or those liberal voters. And instead, he let the entire conservative movement down. There needs to be a reckoning. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.